something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. on high speed stuff. Hey Scott, how do I prepare a car for storage long term? Oh, I don't know, Ben. You do a bunch of stuff like uh, fill up the gas tank, take the wheels off, wax it. Steps. Excitement. Plans. And of course, the cliffhanger ending. How the heck am I going to undo everything that I just did to put this stupid thing in storage? Bum, bum, bum. And we're back. Hello, my name is Ben Bull, and I write some videos here at HowStuffWorks.com. And I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And this is the second part of our two-part episode about car storage. That's right. We're going to talk about taking a car out of storage at this point, because uh, last time we talked about uh, you know how to how to... Put your car away for a while, long while, like yeah. a th- months at a time, um, or even longer in some cases. All without, in theory, falling victim to uh, mice or e- other vermin, or most importantly, moisture. Moisture, that's a big one. Moisture's yeah. the um, killer. Yep, animals, moisture, rust. Um, well, of course, some rust comes from, from that, but um, other just internal corrosion mm-hmm. uh, from, from fluids being left in that shouldn't be left in or from you know fluids being left low that should have been topped up. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do to prevent all that from happening, and hopefully we covered that in the last one. Um, so now is the point where we're going to talk about you know getting getting your vehicle back on the road again. And do you remember, Scott, do you remember all those months ago when we packed up my hypothetical New York car for winter and <laughs> the most important thing that we did was uh, to make a list, to write down everything we had done? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if you can take that list and then undo everything that you've just done, you'll be in good shape. Now, we've got another, you know, another short group of things that you want to make sure that you do. Yeah. And without going through that entire list of what we just did, uh, because, you know, some people pick and choose what they decide to do. Sure. Uh, there were, there were arguably many more things that you could do to a vehicle to store it. 
uh, depending on the level that you want to uh, to keep your car. I mean, you could have you could have sprayed it down with WD-40 to keep uh, you know water from gathering anywhere. You could have uh, turned the axles once a month mm-hmm. to keep the uh, the differential free. Um, just there's a lot of other things that you know. Uh, the radiator, you can completely drain the cooling system depending on the type of um, the block and head material that you have in the car, if it's iron or if it's aluminum. Um, there's just – there was so much more to cover in that that we didn't that it was only because, you know, we, we'd already gone long with our podcast. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's there's an infinite number of things that people will do to store their car. Which and is why you should keep a list of your own actions. Exactly. Right? And there's an infinite list of things to do when you take the car out as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it should just match what you've done to put it away. There's a certain beautiful symmetry to this two-part yin episode. Yin and yang. <laughs> yin and yang, yes. Yeah. Okay, so yang me, man. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I, yeah, it sounded weird. <laughs> I guess it did, but let's uh, let's <laughs> dig in. So first off, uh, the, the, the main thing you want to do is you want to check underneath the vehicle for any fluid loss. Okay, so you want to make sure that um, you know none of that work that you've done in, you know months ago is now leaking out all over the garage floor, or hopefully under that plastic sheet that you pulled onto, or absorbent cloth, or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, if you see any evidence of, of fluid leaking, that's bad news. So you, you want to check it out right away before you go any farther, and just make sure that that you know you, you handle that right now. Mm-hmm. And you also want to while you're under there. Look for evidence of, of nesting of any kind of animals because, sure. I, like I said, mice and uh, squirrels and animal and droppings, exactly junk in the undercarriage. Yeah, all of that stuff is really bad. You know, no matter where it is, it's going to rest somewhere. Of course, it's going to be in a bad spot. So mm-hmm. uh, you don't want it to be pulled into the engine in any way, of course, um, or just to gum up things in the, on the way. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, check for any evidence of that on the ground below the vehicle, and then also give it a visual inspection. Under the hood and inside, you know, the the passenger compartment, the Definitely. trunk, etc. Um, it's just a just a good preventative measure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing, and we're coming back to the fuel already. Okay. Yeah. And this is where people. Um, this is one of those, you know, do as I say, not as I do type things there's, that people yeah, have because yeah, there's yeah. there's several different camps in this one. A lot of people say that you know if you had a full tank of gas in there, drain all of that gas out, drain the whole thing. And let it uh, see. Now you've had it full all winter, preventing right. condensation from happening. Mm-hmm. Had the gas stabilizer in it, you know, it keeps it keeps it uh, free. Um, they'll say drain every bit of gas out of that car, even if it's brand. You know, you just put it in and haven't driven it really. Um, others will say, you know, as long as you kept it full and you've got stabilizer in there, or if you add stabilizer right now, you're good enough. That's that's fine. Um, either way, one of those things has to happen. Right. Yeah, and choose wisely, as they say in the Indiana yeah, Jones movie. You found out the hard way that um, you know bad fuel can be a problem. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a terrible example. I'm like the uh, opposite of that Dudley Do Right. <laughs> remember those? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and so yeah. also if you have taken some uh, prudent steps before you store your car, uh, then you'll be able to look around the interior. Heated garage. You probably turn off that oscillating fan you have, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And um, and you might want to keep it on. It might be hot. That might at this be. Point. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to look somewhere nearby, and you're going to remember how awesome you were as a car owner to take your car battery out. That's right. Yeah, you could have just disconnected it, but you said no, not no. me. Nope. I'm keeping it fully charged on a trickle charger, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to check it out first thing in the in the springtime because I kept it nice and warm. It didn't it didn't freeze over the winter. Right. Um, so if your battery is still good, put the battery back in the car and connect everything up. Make sure everything is clean because 
Now's the time to do that. And some people will tell you to just go ahead and buy and install a new battery. Yeah. And that really, I think, maybe I'm wrong here, but I, th- I think that depends on how long the storage is. Yeah. No, I don't think that's necessary at all. If, you, um, if, if you're sure that that battery is good, mm. you just bought it maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. It depends on the life of the battery, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, most of them, seems like if you buy the you know, the regular brand name Decent batteries, they're, they're 60, you know, 60 month batteries. Sure. Uh, so that's good for a long, long time. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that after three months of, you know, mm-hmm. non-use, I guess, um, that, you know, you don't have to throw it away by any means or recycle it. Now that's um, if you have the trickle charger. Yeah. Or if you kept too. it warm and, you know, yeah. that's charged up, but you could always take it into a shop and have them slow charge it. Yeah. And, uh, that works as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, not the greatest for the battery to completely deplete it like that, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not something that you definitely – you don't have to, you know, exchange it by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something you can work around. Um, another thing you want to do is um, you want to make sure that you replace any kind of, if you've taken the coolant out. Yeah. Uh, you want to replace that or at least want to check the level and make sure that it's the right mixture. Um, and you want to also change the oil and the filter. Now, Which you just changed. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to catch that. Yeah. So you've just changed it and you drove around the block a couple times and then you parked the car, right? Yeah. And so you had the new oil, new filter. Now it's three or four months later, and you haven't even driven the car yet, but it's probably a good idea to change the oil and replace the filter again. Why is that? It's because there's just the the chance that over the winter time, a lot of the sediments and things that were inside the engine have now had a chance to settle because of the you know just lack of use. Mm-hmm. And it's not only that; it's collecting moisture, whether you like it or not. It is collecting moisture right. in there. Uh, no matter what steps you've taken, it's Better, you know, on the preventative side, just just to get it out of your car, get new fresh oil inside there. It's mm-hmm. it's again just preventative. It's it's always better to start out with brand new fluid. And I, you know, I'm of the better safe than sorry mm-hmm. school in this in this idea. So I would totally be fine with that. It's not it's not that expensive mm-hmm. to take the oil and the filter and change them. You no, know? because you're doing it yourself yeah. in your garage because, you know, at this point you still don't have everything running again. Right. So you're doing it yourself. And, uh, you know, the, the materials are it's, – it's relatively nothing when you think about uh, the damage that you could do to your engine if, if there was some type of sediment that built up and then it gets uh, you know pulled up into the, the pump and yep. circulated again. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things you better do it. Better do it. Um, next – can't hop in yet. No, not yet. yet. Oh, not just yet. No, because we <laughs> we haven't talked about uh, the batteries yet. Of course, you want to do the battery. Or, I'm sorry, not the batteries. The uh, the wheels. The wheels. Why yes. did I say batteries? That's funny. Anyways, we want to talk about the wheels because you, you've either taken the wheels off or you've mm. overinflated them. Right. If you left the car on the ground, so mm. you want to make sure that you adjust them to the correct pressure. Mm. If you did overinflate them, um, even if you didn't, just check the pressure anyways and, and reinstall the wheels and make sure everything was you know lubed up and, and free. Um, Check them carefully too. Yeah. Check around the check around the the tread, uh, the sidewall. Depending on how long it's been, because you know, no matter how well you take care of a car, stuff like the rubber on those things mm. can, after you know, a number of years. You know what I mean? Oh, you, dry rot. Yeah, yeah you they, should just head up there with four new tires. If frankly, they're, if they're cracked. Definitely. You know, inspect yeah. them for cracks and make sure that they're holding air and that type of thing. Make sure the valve stems are good. Um, just make sure everything is the way it should be because uh, you don't want to start out your your season mm. of driving here with uh, 
you know, a car that's going to be dangerous on the road. And there are a lot of different ways that people store their tires, too. There are some folks that even just cover them separately. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on how your tires are originally stored, I think, really affects what you do. There are some mechanic shops I know um, in northern climates that will store your summer tires for you, and uh, you can put winter tires on a vehicle. Oh, wow. So you can you – can Go into their, uh, you know, their back area, their shop mm-hmm. area, and you can see stacks of tires with names on them. Uh, either they're covered or uncovered, it doesn't matter. Um, but it allows you uh, just a place to keep them because, as you can imagine, a stack of four or five tires um, takes up quite a bit of room in your garage. Yeah. And uh, this gives you, you know, you have to rent the space, of course, from them, you know, for the winter. But um, if you're planning to drive the car through winter, which we're not really talking about here, but I just mm-hmm. sparked my memory that uh, that's a service that some places do offer. You can store you can store wheels in in this place, and I would think you could do the same for a car that you're storing you know storing over the winter. You could bring them in and just keep them there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good you know what that's space actually solution. Yeah, yeah, that's a good not just space solution, but to have somebody on hand kind of watching it, checking in. Uh, even if it's just tires. True. So, so okay, let's assume you did that. You're True. back, you've got your tires, you put okay. them on, you check the air pressure, good to go on that. Nope, still not ready. Not ready. Still not ready. You got to uh, remember the spark plugs, how we uh, we lubricated oh, yeah. the, the top of the cylinders? Yep. A little dab will do it. Going to do that again. You're going to take the spark plugs out, which are the old ones from last year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you, have, you didn't replace them. You just put the old ones back in. Right. So you're going to take those out, and you're going to use uh, some more of that uh, mystery oil that I mentioned before. You know, the either really uh, like a good grade uh, motor oil or um, some of that, that uh, oil, like I said, that frees up. Yeah, the uh, top, corroded. top oil. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You want to spray a little bit of that inside the each cylinder. And uh, then some places, now this isn't for everybody. Okay. Sometimes you see the recommendation that it's a good idea to crank the engine at this point, uh, just to get things moving again. So that um, you know, once that oil's worked in and you've got mm-hmm. the, you still have the the spark plugs out, um, they say crank it just so it gives it a couple of revolutions and uh, gets that oil working itself into the cylinder. That'll prevent scratching later, because you know you've just got it cleanly oiled and it's free. You know, you mm-hmm. let it sit for a minute or two, crank it, and let it let it just sit then again. Um, other places, like I've seen um, one one place, it was a I think it was for a, a Porsche storage. They said absolutely do not start the car with the spark plugs removed, um, or try, attempt to, to turn you know, <laughs> crank the engine. Right. You know what I meant? Yeah. Don't don't attempt to crank the engine with the spark plugs removed. You know whatever it was underlined. Absolutely do not do this. So I don't know the reasoning behind that, but um, I don't know. I saw it in other places that said definitely do it because that uh, that that not only. Uh, gets the cylinders moving, but it also uh, prevents, you know, such an extreme load being placed on the engine mm-hmm. right away. Uh, it frees up, you know, it's not, there's no back pressure really. It just allows it to function. Um, so I don't know, I guess use your best judgment on that. You may want to call a local shop and ask if yeah. uh, that's a good idea or not. It'd be good to hear uh, a listener come in with actually a more uh, definitive opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, I think it just varies, you know, by manufacturer. They may say, "Don't do it on this car, do it on this car." It's fine. Ah, um, I see. I, I see. think. I mean, I'm guessing. It's just their recommendation. What about filters, man? What filters about- definitely replace all the filters. That's a good, good call. I didn't even have that on my list, but um, might as well just go ahead and replace all the filters right now too. Unless you have like a K and N or you know a filter that's a uh, rechargeable. Right. And if you do. Okay. Why not just go ahead and clean it at this time too? Because it only takes you know a couple hours maybe to to you know clean it, oil it, dry it, put mm-hmm. it back in. Um, but if you have just the the paper element type um, or the you know the fuel filters, of course, mm-hmm. uh, replace all of those. It's a good idea. Yeah, good catch, man. Oh, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. I'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, let's see. I've got 
Uh, let me see. What do I, what do I have? Actually, uh, you hit up a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. I had. I think I got most of it here. Now, yeah. the, the one thing that you want to do, and this is really important. Now, we, again, you know, you can you can take any step that we mentioned in our previous podcast and just undo that step. So we've gone through a much shorter list on this side, right? Uh, for taking the car back out, but um, this will pretty much get you in uh, in line for you know, your first drive. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do. You know, when you've replaced the plugs with new plugs and you're ready to start up and hopefully, you know, after you've got the cylinders lubricated and the fuel system's okay and everything's back in place and you've, you've checked everything off your list, mm-hmm. go ahead and turn the key and hopefully everything will be primed and ready to go and it'll start right up. Knock on wood. Resist <laughs> temptation to hit the gas pedal. Just let it idle. Just, Just let, let it idle? Let the car idle for a, quite a while. Let it, uh, you know, it'll smoke and it'll, uh, it'll, you know, do whatever it needs to do yeah. to get the, uh, um, uh, some of the stuff that's settled on top of the engine out of there, you know, if you've used any fluids that, you know, are maybe have dripped on top of the engine, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll smoke a little bit. Maybe just, just be cautious, you know, keep an eye on things. Again, keep checking for fluids underneath because, you know, a lot of them won't leak until there's pressure on the system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take another look underneath and, uh, just let it idle for a long time until it gets up to operating temperature. And, uh, once it reaches operating temperature, continue to let it run. And that's when you're ready to go out and take it for a drive. And, uh, just a quick interjection. Uh, the the good folks in our legal department and concerned parents across the world require us to point out that you should only let a vehicle idle in a well-ventilated place. It's true, man. <laughs> it is true. Will, it is true, yeah. I mean, to me, it seems simple, I, but... No, no, I, I agree. You know, I, I uh, It's funny. I had this conversation with my wife not long ago. What, what happened? I, again, we're getting off. I've only That's got one fun. more little point here, but we'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to my wife, and she was concerned that I... I Started the car first, then I hit the garage door button. And we're talking about a, a difference in seconds. Three seconds. Yeah. You know, starting the car, pushing the button that's inside my car to get the door, the door open. She's worried that I'm going to kill myself in the garage by doing that. And first of all, I think my car is an ultra low emissions vehicle. So it probably, <laughs> now I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, sway anybody's judgment here or anything, but <laughs> sure. um, I think it would take a m- months for enough exhaust gases to build up in the garage to do anything to me. But um, I'm not sure. So um, she's right. Err on the side of caution. Open the door first, then turn on the car. Make sure you have the ventilation going. And, you know, she's not saying it to be, you know, it's not like the shop teacher thing. No. She's she's really, I'm sure, head over heels for you and just doesn't want anything bad to happen. Uh, exactly, yeah. So she just uh, she's being cautious. And, uh, yeah, I, I was... I was being a little flip about my response, you know, because we, we both have ultra-low emissions vehicles. Yeah. And I just said it would take you know, months. <laughs> months of it. We'd have to have additional fuel brought in. <laughs> You'd have to have someone <laughs> just start a fire in there. No, that's that may not be true, so just err on the side of caution. And we've got our last one coming up, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Boy, that took a funny turn there at the end, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, um, the last thing. Now, this is important, and this I, I know this from <laughs> some of my cars in the past. When you take a car out of storage, you're also going to be tempted to take it all over town and drive it around because you you know it's a beautiful day. That's why you're out yeah. doing this, and you, know, you got to get fun. to the beach. Yeah, you got to stretch his legs. You got to get to the beach, which is on the other side of town. Sure, resist temptation, just like with the fuel fuel pedal. Don't hit the gas pedal right away and rev the engine. Stay close to home, and there, there's a good reason for this. Just stay close to home because you never know what's going to happen with a car that's been sitting for months and months on end. And honestly, even if it's a month. Mm-hmm. And you're just not sure about it. You just haven't driven it. It's it's still a long time. Stay close to home. <laughs> I would almost say within walking distance. Stay in stay in your <laughs> stay in, in your, your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, because you never know when you're going to be a pedestrian. For like how long? Um, probably I, I would say 
30 minutes is what you want to exercise the car for at first because it is like exercise. You need to get yeah. this thing back into shape again. So um, drive it for about 30 minutes close to home. And, you know, you define close to home for yourself. You know, if you can call somebody and have them come get you if how something happens. How far are you willing to walk, basically? Exactly. That's it. That's how yeah. far you want to walk. So okay. uh, just remember that. Keep it close to home. And then when you bring it home one last time, check for fluids. I know I sound like a broken record, but um, park it. You know, you, you want to let it idle for a little longer, that's fine. But mm-hmm. when you shut it off and you're done with, you know, your, your break-in period, check it for fluids again because, uh, you know, again, just loosening things up on the drive, you know, they may have rattled free or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just a good idea to do that often. There's just so many variables you don't yeah. know. Scott, I'm about to blow your mind. Marvel Mystery Oil, that's what it's called. That's the one, yeah. That's the one. Good work. Good work. I can't believe you pulled that out of uh, out of the air. How'd you do that? Uh, I have it here in my notes. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, good. At least you know what I was talking about. I was going right? to tell you a story. But Marvel I, I Mystery Oil. That's the one. That's the uh, the top end loop for the cylinders, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that stuff's uh, – it's been recommended on a few sites that I've seen for yep. startup. By so, that name. Exactly. Way. And if uh, – I mean, that, that will work for uh, you know your lawnmowers and all that type of equipment as well if you want to lube the cylinders for that. Um, so give it a shot. Boom. Yeah. And now, now that we have this hypothetical car uh, fixed up. It's back re- on the road. Yeah, ready to drive. Um, let's get back to talking about cool cars, which brings me to listener mail. All right. All right, Mr. Benjamin. We have uh, Jerry uh, Gerardo uh, writing in, and he says, Hi guys, I just finished listening to the Top 10 Cars podcast, and I must say that, uh, I must say that Ben has very peculiar taste. <laughs> to each his own, however, both of you have very interesting picks. Very nice of Jerry. Uh, one car that I have always been obsessed with and have been my dream car for a long time is the 1990 through 1996 Nissan 300ZX Twin Turbo. He's owned a 1993 non-turbo, and after selling it, upgraded to the Twin Turbo. And he says there's a big following for Zs and even a national show once a year. And so he wants to know, are there any Zs that you guys like? Classics maybe, like the 280Z or the 240Z. And uh, he also had a picture of his. Oh, very cool. And I think I wrote back to him. Is that right? You did write back to him. I wrote back, and I'm going to try to remember what I wrote, but I said something like I liked all Zs, right? Because I do. Yeah? Yeah. What about the, uh, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> You're looking at specifics, right? I, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at actually. Oh wait, we do. You did write back to him. Yeah, yeah you yeah. love them all. I love them all. I do. I really do. I think they're, they're good looking cars. Good and they're, cars, they're pretty man. cool. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked them. So uh, good, good choice on that one. Yeah, we got a lot of people responding to that uh, that podcast and a lot of lists more we than we did. could ever possibly read on the air. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of really good vehicles that you know. It's one of the, of course every one that comes in. You you know you forehead slap and say. Oh, like, how could I forget that one? Yeah. Others you're kind of confused with, like uh, the Monte Carlo pick or something like that. But then, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All no, right. no. Just uh, some of them. Some of them, you know, you think, well, they must have some type of personal history with that sure. car. That's why they chose yeah, it. But, absolutely. Um, a lot of them. A lot of them that are coming in are excellent picks. Mm-hmm. So good list. It almost makes me. Now I don't want to get in thin ice. It almost makes me wish that we could do a. Uh, wish that we could do like an Uber list of something. You know, have. People weigh in and like the top top ten of the top ten. We'd know, have to so. have a bracket thing where we uh, we yeah. narrowed it down from you know sixty four down to thirty two, yeah. et cetera. 
people voting on the blog or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but wait, before we go, should, we should talk about that. We should talk about uh, the infamous Scott Roundhouse Benjamin's blog. Oh, sure. On the website. Yeah, we've got the blog and uh, update that. I usually put a lot of podcast stuff on that right mm-hmm. now. Um, just kind of keep you up to date with what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, of course, we got the website, which has got a ton of automotive articles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've got we've got so much. We are mo- moving full steam ahead into the future, right? Twentieth century. I'm being dragged, kicking and screaming. Did I say twentieth? Oh, it's the twenty-first. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I only did that because I screwed that up every time. Well, you know what? We're 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 doing pretty well. I think I, I think moving to the point where you joke about screwing up is definitely a big step. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. We have to head out of here. We hope you had as much fun as we did doing uh, this two-part episode. Um, if you have anything else that you would like to to add to our conversation, if you have a if you have a correction or, or a compliment or a funny joke, uh, anything at all, you can always uh, write to us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.